Welcome to Streaming Wisdom, a place to discover your very own wisdom being activated through my storytelling. Just like me, you weren't made to fit into this consensus reality that you've quietly doubted your whole life because you are destined to pioneer a new one, shoulder to shoulder with many of us. And it's an auspicious time for humankind right now. So let's find each other and lead the way from our hearts and from the frequencies of real love, true power and wisdom. Consider me a friendly voice by your side, encouraging you as you continue to liberate yourself, express your genius in the world and fulfill your original intention. I hope you're as delighted as I am and have found yourself a cozy corner to relish in this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I'm Julia McEwen and we are exploring part three of Fascinating Fascia, mainly the amazing technique that I use to experience true wellness, move beyond my chronic pain issues, definitely find freedom in my body, (laughs) and also to support me in resolving some of my trauma. And when I say some, I think it could have been much more, but by this point in my life, I had moved through so much of my trauma already. And I'm sure there's plenty to go. (laughs) It seems to never end. In a really good way though, because the more I explore, the deeper I go into myself, the more I know myself and understand who I am. It is an amazing journey. Now, I do recommend tuning into part one and two of this series because this is more of the how-to. And the how-to doesn't make much sense to me unless I know the why. Now, because of this, I'm going to keep it short, I promise. (laughs) So hopefully you can easily go back to this episode for a little refresher if you need to at the early stages of exploring these techniques. In the last episode, I spoke all about the relationship between fascia and your trauma. For many of us, trauma gets trapped in our body, possibly even stored in our fascia. And I'm actually kind of believing that that is the case now. I know I said in the previous episodes that I wasn't sure, but yeah, since I've been diving into this mini series, it's just showing me over and over again that this is possibly the case. I'm really starting to see fascia as the record keeper of our soul's universal journey. But whatever one may believe, I know that we can release trauma from our fascia based on my experience and others who have supported with this work. As we go through life, we collect emotional wounds that also manifest in our physical body. Often this can lead to either chronic illness or chronic pain, and both of these act as a powerful messenger. But in today's world, the message is that pain is mostly a physical issue, it's bad, and we're encouraged to avoid it, numb it, or go under the knife to get rid of it in some way or another, which is not a guarantee at all. And as a way of managing pain, people often unconsciously vacate their awareness from their bodies. Well, really, they just vacate their bodies in general. (laughs) They're avoiding their pain altogether. 
I really got this yesterday when I was in deep conversation with a friend and we've both begun this new form of fascial compression, which I'll share in later episodes. And we were realizing how we couldn't possibly be fully in our bodies when there is immobility and pain issues occurring. It's almost like, I don't know, a safety response to vacate. It's unconscious, right? It's not until we move beyond the pain and we experience more mobility in our bodies that we can truly come home. And when I was looking at her and just how her body has changed and how comfortable she feels in her body, I couldn't help but just say, hey, you're home. <laughs> it's, it's really beautiful to see how home you are in your body. Oh, such a wonderful experience. But not what most people are experiencing. As I said, they are out of their bodies because they're in so much pain and immobility. And not only is that going on, they're avoiding their emotional issues. It's all laced in together. <laughs> well, weaved in together, I guess. Some take a holiday to their head, their mind, and operate mostly from this place. I know that I do for many years. I spend more time either in my head fantasizing or focusing my awareness on external realities, my relationships, other people's business, my friends, what I was watching on television, the news, or what I would see scrolling through social media, a good book that I was reading, the latest drama or quote unquote conspiracy theory unfolding, or perhaps I was simply throwing myself into my creations or work. Now these behaviors aren't bad, not at all. But anything used in excess, and especially to escape your body, is something that I believe you want to look at closely because it's a limitation. And wherever you find limitation, you will also find endless opportunities. Opportunities for the exact opposite, limitlessness. If you feel more comfortable in your mind or outside of your body or in other people's business, rather than in your real home and true temple, then you may be avoiding your pain, whether that be physical, emotional, or what I like to call soul pain. And mostly it'll be a combination of all of the above. This avoidance keeps you in a holding pattern and certainly stops you from moving beyond it. And that will affect every area of your life. No doubt you've noticed your purpose, your relationships, your health, money, everything. The specific techniques that I'm about to share with you in this and future episodes are designed to bring you home. Well, I don't know if they were designed that way. <laughs> I didn't design them, <laughs> but they feel like they were. And if not, it's an amazing byproduct. In my experience, you'll be brought home back into your body to face what's really going on. And that's going to include your deep pains and hurts that you've collected throughout your whole life and possibly many lifetimes before. This is touching into the heroine's journey, a journey that everyone must inevitably take, either when they are alive or perhaps when they transition to the other side. But I believe that there's no hiding from it, especially not these days. As Earth changes frequency, and simultaneously we do, from all of that great inner work and growth and many more reasons, <laughs> humankind is having to face their deepest hurts and pains. Whereas years ago, we could kind of get away with avoiding it. 
now it's not so easy. At least I'm seeing that change. I don't know if you are, but it just looks like people aren't allowed to get away with their own shit anymore. <laughs> like it's really coming up and out into their life. And it's absolutely no criticism. It's a celebration. It's happening to me. It's happening to everyone I know. And this is truly a great experience that we're taking collectively. It is our individual and collective metamorphosis. But what I'm finding is that we can't get away with it anymore because the sole pain of avoidance is way too intense. Your self-awareness is all over it. (laughs) Hence the great awakening the collective chaos, the personal chaos, like the anger of being lied to, treated poorly, abused, realizing your programmed behavior and habits that limit you, self-suppression, living out of alignment with your true nature, and of course, playing small. People are reaching breaking points and breakthroughs. Their lives are turning inside out and their hearts are cracking open. This great awakening is felt by all, even those still stirring from the dream time. But once you're on board the great awakening, it's a train with no stops. You cannot get off. And I guess you wouldn't want to, but sometimes I feel like it. (laughs) Can I just have a little break, please? (laughs) I'm sure you know what I mean. So no wonder fascia work is taking off. It's a gateway to the multi-level experience of pain. And it's a true honor to finally face all that's been buried underneath. Yet for many, this will be overwhelming, (laughs) but the intensity of the discomfort will ease and everything will pass. It must, it always does. And this includes your many types of pain. Many of you already know this. (laughs) So let it serve as perhaps an encouraging reminder, especially if you need one today. And don't be surprised if the pain gets way worse before it gets better. This is a sign that you are on the right track and have reached a specific point in the ultimate healing crisis. My intention for you is to make friends with your pain, trauma, deepest hurts, and as a result, find emotional freedom and physical freedom, as well as comfort and joy being in your body. But to unravel that giant ball of yarn you may have wound yourself in is no easy task. And if you've been on this path of unraveling for some time using other methods, you'll probably back me up on that statement. Yes, the methods of pain and trauma release might be simple, but the process can be complex and really challenging at times. I don't know anyone who said, oh, it's a breeze. It's so easy. I could just do this all the time. It doesn't work that way. And that's why it can be a very lonely journey if you're doing this by yourself. It's one that requires encouragement and support of people who are on a similar journey. So it's hard, but it's worth it. Absolutely. There's so much to gain from this journey and this work in particular to help you on this journey. And because I covered the emotional aspect in the last episode, Let me briefly refresh you about the physical benefits of decompressing your fascia that I covered in part one before moving into the technique. So healthy fascia, which most people don't have, but nonetheless, (laughs) when it's healthy, it supports your blood, 
circulation, and of course, the flow of energy, prana, chi throughout your body, your nervous system and cellular communication, your cellular health and regeneration and hydration, which plays a major role in aging, your posture, alignment, mobility, agility, dexterity, and how you walk, sit and stand, breathing and how much oxygen can reach your cells, your organ health and digestion, your ability to remove toxins from your body as the lymph system lives in the superficial layers of your fascia. And it can support you in not only facing your physical pain and any fears that you may have around this, as well as significantly reducing it. You may even become pain-free. But in my experience, pain is complex and requires to be dealt with in layers. I know that the inner work that I've done over the years and changing a number of lifestyle and dietary habits greatly aided my experience in becoming free from chronic pain alongside this amazing form of fascia release. So let's get right into that. This is from Alicia Celeste, who founded the Kinetics Academy. Now, Kinetics involves a partner, but I learned her self-release techniques so I can apply fascia release to myself without needing a practitioner or to work with another partner. That is where I began, and that's where I had my pain breakthroughs. At the beginning of the end of my chronic pain journey, so I would say right in the middle of my healing crisis, I used to put on Alicia's YouTube channel pretty much every day and work through my fascia, all depending on how my body guided me. I then bought a course package including her fascia release techniques and her incredible workshop called Mind Body Breakthrough. And I have to say, that's the one that helped me the most. goodness (laughs) it was definitely not easy for me to admit at the time and still a little tricky to admit today but I had no idea how much of my chronic pain was driven psychologically and emotionally so mind-body breakthrough was key at least it was for me the two methods covered in self-release kinetics include fascial shearing which is compressing the fascia to the bone and shearing over the fascial adhesions. And for whatever reason, I used to call those knots in my muscles, but I think they were actually fascial adhesions. Now, this unbinds the stuck fascial fibers by releasing hyaluronic acid, the substance that allows for muscle movement via gliding and sliding, something we do seamlessly as a child when our fascia health is in really good nick. This shearing technique also makes water more available to the cells, which has a massive impact on your hydration and how you age. The other method is pinning and stretching, which is compressing the fascia and creating mobility through stretching. This releases collagen, creating elasticity and a full range of motion where you may have felt previously limited by your fascia. And you may not have known that. You could have just said, I'm really tight there, or I can't get into that position anymore. That's just not possible. (laughs) And some of you may be like, oh, that's just typical. That's what happens when you get old. Hmm. (laughs) No, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) That is not quite true. That is something that happens when you let your fascia health go. As you age, it limits you. It is what contains you. It is what limits you. But you have a choice. 
And why not take an opportunity to age differently, to experience incredible mobility in your body? Because there's a lot of people in their 80s, 90s, probably in their hundreds who are incredibly mobile and flexible. It is just not true. And it's a great excuse all at the same time. So sorry if I've stirred you in an uncomfortable way, but I think it's a good thing in the long run. So just to be clear, these techniques are very different. You may have received myofascial release or even see a myofascial practitioner on a regular basis. Perhaps you even see a massage therapist who has a few fascia release tricks up their sleeve. But the shearing of the adhesions is rare and entirely something else. And as a result, gives you a very different outcome. In 2018, when Dr. Carla Stecco discovered a new cell, which she called the fasciite, she was able to discover not only was it responsible for the production of hyaluronic acid, but that by shearing fasciites, you can stimulate the release of hyaluronic acid that attracts more water into your extracellular matrix. Now, once it's in there, it's available for your cells to draw in. And if aging is water loss, well, imagine the implications of this. I guess in one way or another, even though this is a very basic description, you can imagine that you are stimulating the production of your own water by shearing the fascial adhesions. Powerful stuff. (laughs) And it makes so much sense why by shearing my fascial adhesions using these specific techniques, I began waking up every day feeling younger. Do you recall me saying in previous episodes that I felt like an elderly woman in a young woman's body? Well, beginning this work reversed my experience of aging where every day I woke up feeling more energized, mobile, younger, freer. (laughs) I think my tissue reversed in age. Oh, it's amazing. And that all leveled out for a period of time until recently. I've gone into a whole new level of tissue age reversal. But anyway, it was amazing. I just felt like my true age, but the way I should, (laughs) not how other people feel at my age of nearly 40. I think at 40, we should feel young, vibrant, mobile, pain-free, and very comfortable in our bodies, with the exception of the odd health issue that can create discomfort from time to time. But my goodness, (laughs) to grow younger is such an exhilarating journey. And now that you're hopefully very excited by that, let's go through the how-to when you're probably way more receptive to hearing it. So this form of self-release kinetics requires objects to compress your fascia. At a minimum, you only need about three tools to pretty much work your entire body. So first you'll need something to lie on, a soft, thick rubber exercise mat, or even a yoga mat will do. But I find that can be a bit thin, especially if you're lying on hardwood floors. (laughs) At the beginning stages, oh my goodness, it will be tender. And the more comfort you can provide yourself and cushioning, the easier it'll be to relax into the movements because you don't want to be bracing yourself against them. You want to be relaxing into them. And I'm sure if you know much about breath work, you can imagine that the breath is so important with this work, but any extra cushioning will help. Now, the next thing you need is a foam roller, a roller that has a smooth surface. 
I would not attempt this on a fascia release roller that has ridges, any grooves, or any interruption to the surface as it's not designed for this type of technique. You're not rolling over the foam roller in the way that you might imagine. You're more using it as an object to compress the fascia as you shear over it. It's completely different. Now, the last thing that I think you need is an American softball. So that's the large hard ball with the stitching on the outside. Next, go to Alicia's YouTube channel, or even better, join the Kinetics Academy next intake to access the video techniques. She is such an incredibly generous woman. She has, oh, I don't know how many, but hundreds and hundreds of videos on her YouTube channel. And there is so much rich information in there, not only going through the techniques, but about the health of your fascia, the state of your fascia, about losing your fear of pain, And she's so generous with her sharing, her storytelling. She shares all about her trauma, how she moved beyond it, how she can recognize her own programming and self-sabotaging patterns and how she can move beyond those. It's really quite an amazing channel. But anyway, there are plenty of techniques that you can access. Now you can search them for specific areas such as calves, biceps, or even the specific issues such as knee pain, plantar fasciitis, or TMJ, anything like that. But I must say, if you do go to her most popular videos, you're going to get just exactly that. Some of them are maybe not the best place to start. There's one that she has called the one stretch, and it is possibly the most intense technique of hers, at least that I know of. And people see that because it's the most popular video, try it and then kind of think, oh, fuck that, it's too hard. (laughs) I actually had a couple people mention that to me and it wasn't until I sat them down and showed them, yeah, some easier, more beginner's techniques (laughs) that they were able to really sink into this practice. So just wanted to put that as a little disclaimer before I move on. Now, as you work your way through the videos, you'll see that she uses additional tools such as a peanut ball, a four pound gel medicine ball or a sand medicine ball, a lacrosse ball, tennis ball, even a yoga block. However, if you just want to start between your hands, the foam roller and the American softball, you can pretty much cover the fascia in your entire body in some way or another. Now I'm going to go through my method and this is not exactly what I'm saying I recommend (laughs) for you. Your method will be completely different. I just want to give you an example of what I did to help you maybe get started and then you can go off on your own journey or give you some ideas on how to formulate your own method. But mostly your intuition will guide you, especially when you come into this practice. Gosh, I love it. It's this deep listening in your body that really opens up. And I thought I was deeply connected to my body. And in many cases, I was, especially compared to the average person. But when I came across this work, there was a whole different level of listening that really showed me how I can guide my body through life and how I can respond to it, give it what it wants and stop pushing it to do things it doesn't. So my method really got formulated through my intuition and I assume that that would happen for you as well. So initially I was mapping the major areas of my body and identifying the most, I guess, unhealthy fascia or the most adhesed fascia, whatever hurt the most, whatever was stuck. And I have to say that this is very different to where I was experiencing chronic pain. That's a whole nother thing. 
If I was experiencing chronic pain through sciatica or a throbbing hip or a throbbing knee, which I was, I wasn't targeting my hip or my knee or the bottom of my lower back. When I say mapping the fascia, I was mapping the fascia of my whole body and finding the most intense parts. And generally, the most intense parts have very little to do with the chronic pain site. The cause site is very different to the pain site. And this is what's so remarkable about this work is that we're going to the cause site. So as you map these areas and find them, you can make notes. I didn't. I just remember everything in my head. (laughs) Fail proof. (laughs) No, it's not. But I, I kind of like did a mental note of where everything was. And then I would simply go and target those areas more than others. And I would really start to discover what was the most painful and adhesed. And what I would find was a range of different pain from, oh my gosh, that fucking hurts so much to, oh, that feels so good. (laughs) Getting a really good massage when they're hitting the right spot. Now, when you're mapping, you're not really going deep into the fascia, even though that can be very tempting. And maybe you will, you'll just naturally go there as I did on many occasions. But I just want to say that the mapping is not really going to show you the full benefit of this work because it's like it happens in layers. You move through one layer of fascia and then you deepen into the next and the next. And I have to say that I think it took about five to six weeks for this whole technique to really click in and for my body to really sink deeply into it and get the major benefits of this work. So it does require some dedication and patience, but I'm going to trust that like me, you will experience some amazing benefits just by targeting the superficial layer of the fascia. And as you go deeper into these spots during your routine, you target the most adhesed, dense fascia, you will find you can go deeper. Now, getting back to the practicality, If you're following along on YouTube, there's an explanation at the beginning of each video that Alicia gives, and I found that to be really worthwhile listening to it a few times, and eventually you can skip straight to the technique. And if you're in the Kinetics Academy, there's plenty of instruction and setting you up through the courses and the modules, and you'll find you'll have everything you need there. But either way, eventually you'll probably find you won't need any instruction and you'll just jump on your mat and go where your body guides you. The practice of deep listening and goodness, it feels really good to address the areas one by one as they present themselves. Now, knowing what I know now, I would release fascia at least three times per week and give yourself a good 45 minutes each session to watch the videos and try for yourself. And you will soon become very comfortable with the process, I hope. (laughs) Or you could try doing just a couple of moves for about 15, 20 minutes each day. So you're doing it regularly and perhaps then do one big session a week, maybe for an hour and a bit, where you could try targeting a few different areas of the body, whatever you need to do to build a healthy habit and work around your lifestyle. Now I'm going to give you some tips to help you along the way. I found the best video to begin with is releasing the fascia around the calf muscles using a foam roller as it's a really simple technique and most people can mobility wise get their body into that position. You're literally just sitting on the floor and it's an incredibly effective way to see how you respond to this type of fascia release because so much gets held in the calf fascia. And our calves and our feet are so far from our heart, so they really suffer if there's any issue with circulation. 
My next tip is to take your time and feel the change in your body and be open and really curious. Sense and receive information from within your body about what you notice. And often I like to ask people afterwards, how do you feel? And they seem to have two answers. I don't feel much pain there now, or I'm still in pain. (laughs) And it's just amazing how quickly people, I guess, define their body through pain. They're either in pain or they're not. And I'm kind of like, hey, throw that out the window. Let's forget about the intention of getting out of pain. What about if we have the intention of being open and curious or have the intention of finding freedom in your body? And now how does your body feel? Is it warmer? Is it colder? Can you feel a lightness there? Do you feel any referral pain? Is there a fuzzy, tingly feeling? Do you feel nothing at all? Do you feel exactly the same? (laughs) Do you feel like you have more energy? There's so many ways to experience our body. But what I suggest is instead of letting your mind tell you what's going on, that you just sit and receive, receive information from your body because that's actually how your mind works. It's generally just receiving information. So let it do its job and then speak on behalf of your body. Now that whole process can really help you begin listening to your body and getting really deep into this technique. Next, get up and walk around and move your body between each side that you target. So let's say you do the left side of the calf fascia, jump up, have a walk around and feel the difference between your legs before you do the right side and definitely move in a way that creates motion in the area that you are just working on. So if you're working on your shoulders, you could try putting your arms up over your head and doing pretend freestyle (laughs) in the air just to see if there's any change in how you feel. Now, if these positions are challenging for you and you need bolsters and cushions and things to lean upon, take the weight off, if you need to do it on bed, whatever, prop yourself up, be as creative as much as you can because it's more important that you can relax into this rather than brace and resist against what you're doing. You really want to be able to sink deeply into the breath. So use what you can to feel comfortable enough and to give you the freedom to get into the position that you want to. And let your body release what it wants to. Tears, swear words, cries, yelps, moans, grunts, burps, farts, laughs, big yawns. I release a lot of yawns. Um, Your belly might rumble. Be as audible as you need to encourage yourself to let go. So much energy gets trapped in our fascia and it's important to encourage a way out. Both sound and breath are really powerful ways to move something out of your body. Now, when you first map your body hunting down the stickiest spots of fascia, you will find the most adhesed areas, as I mentioned. Focus on those spots rather than spending equal time on both sides of the body. Something ingrained into us through, I think, aerobics, (laughs) Western yoga, and many other things that you have to do the same on each side of your body. But the thing is, we are not symmetrical. If you're listening to this because you're in pain or you're just immobile, I guarantee you are experiencing the results of being anything but symmetrical. You are all bent into shape. And there's so much more that I can share on that that's not really required for today. And I will go there soon in a future episode. 
But just know for now that you don't have to do things symmetrical. In fact, it's much better not to. For example, you might find more adhesions in the fascia above your right knee than on the left-hand side. And then as you trace further up your legs into the upper quad area, you might find the adhesed fascia is on your left-hand side rather than your right. So what you want to do is spend more time on literally these sticky spots to encourage natural alignment in your body because this adhesed fascia is what's pulling you and talking your body in a different way. And don't just focus on areas of chronic pain because where it hurts is rarely where the true source of the issue is. I know I said that earlier, I just want to reiterate (laughs) because no matter how many times I tell people that, they still say, my back hurts. What can I do on my back? And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's not your back. <laughs> it's your biceps perhaps or your quads. And then we'll do some work on their biceps and quads and maybe down the lats, um, maybe their calf muscles. And I'm like, how does your back feel? Oh, my back's not in pain anymore. Yes, <laughs> because it's not a cause site. It's the pain site. Very different. So as an example, adhesed fascia in your left hip If you imagine you're wearing like a tight wetsuit and it's scrunching it all up in the left hip, well, your right shoulder is going to hunch forward. Now, what pain can that cause? I guess the neck, the traps, maybe even headaches, who knows? There could be many more pain sides, but we need to address the fascia in the left hip. (sighs) Feeling a lot of relief because I've just wanted to say that, announce that publicly for so long. Okay, moving on. (laughs) So this is something that Alicia mentioned in her videos years ago. I'm not sure if it's still something she would say today, but it helped me a lot. And that is if you're short on time, generally the best area for your lower body that's going to help you relieve the most amount of fascia is to target the fascia around your quads area and possibly even the hip flexors, so a bit higher into the quads. Now, if it's for the upper body, it's the biceps. And I can't remember if she said this or I just figured it out, (laughs) but if it's for the torso, I find the lats area to have the most impact and that relieves the arms and the hips. It's really like such an amazing area that connects us. Now, all of these are very large areas of fascia that can have huge implications everywhere else. So by focusing on these, it can do a world of good and can provide a lot of relief in a short period of time. And I found that these three areas were really good for releasing pain and tension in my back. So those are my tips to help you at least initially get started. And if you need to, you can always listen to this part of the episode to refresh yourself as you initiate this practice and then maybe a week or two in just to see how you're tracking. Now I want to preface what might happen when you begin kinetic self-release. Firstly, for many of you, this is going to really fucking hurt (laughs) in some places more than others, but generally it's going to hurt. And for many of you, it's going to hurt all over. It did for me because I was very tender to the touch. I assume that was because I was restricted in the superficial layers of my fascia. So my lymphatic system, my sewage system wasn't moving fast through my body. It hurt when I touched it. So getting on the foam roller or using the softball or any other tool that I used really, really hurt. 
Now, if it's too much, too intense, and you actually can't relax into the techniques, you may want to take your time instead of going into the actual technique through the movement, just simply stay there because you're providing compression. And then when you add in a slow, conscious, diaphragmatic breath, you will certainly get some benefits (laughs) and it will be enough initially to help guide you into movement. So just stay with it and breathe. You don't need to go from zero to hero, especially if you're in a lot of pain. But trust me when I say that the pain will pass, especially when you create momentum and flow through the many tubes that make up your body, both delivering essential nutrients and releasing your waste. The more you shear, the more hyaluronic acid is released, the more your fascia can glide and begin releasing so it's not pulling on the bones, muscles, and nerves to the degree that it is causing pain and many other issues. Too many to mention here. In fact, finding these parts is the key. You will want to actively seek your pain. As I said, make friends with your pain. You are a pain seeker and find comfort in truly allowing yourself to heal. I love this quote that I heard recently. Pain is like a baby crying. It's not something to fear. It's something to understand. The same woman who shared this quote gave me an excellent idea that I cannot believe I missed myself because when I used to train sales reps, I would say a smile releases endorphins. It makes you feel good, which is fantastic if you are struggling with your attitude that day. And hopefully the customer can relax and feel good too when you're standing there talking to them. So why not do it when you're in pain? I love that idea. So when you're seeking your pain and you find it, see what it's like to smile and notice what happens to your body. I've been playing with this recently and it's quite extraordinary how quickly I feel more relaxed and happy to keep going. And I often feel true, real enjoyment (laughs) whilst feeling the pain. Yeah, it's really amazing. You must seek out and make friends with your pain. You are compressing tight, adhesed fascia full of nerve endings. So it will cause pain. It will give you a true reflection of how wound up you are. You're not creating pain. You're uncovering the pain that already lives in your body. Now, this shows me two things, that most types of pain are not a safety issue and are not to be feared. And you can trust your body and use pain as your guide to freedom. This will help you to begin unraveling yourself and finding freedom from pain and more mobility and comfort in your body. Another thing that you might notice is how energized you feel from doing these techniques. It's truly quite incredible the difference even just 20 minutes of fascia work can make to my energy. It goes to show I'm not lacking energy because I've run out. It's because my cells are a little starved of oxygen and dehydrated, and I'm lacking the flow of other essential nutrients. Once the flow gets going, I bounce up and off the mat like I've had a rejuvenating good night's sleep. And this is really big for me, (laughs) really big, because living with chronic fatigue for all of those years made me start to believe that I didn't have as much energy as others. And whilst in some sense that may have been true, 
I didn't have a disease or a rare issue in the way that I saw it. It's not something that I couldn't resolve. I simply needed to give my body that which was starved so it could function more optimally and unleash access to my energy source within. What you also may notice is how free (laughs) you feel in the area of fascia that you've just worked on and possibly other areas that that fascia seems to be affecting. As you get up, walk around or move your body, you may not even feel the area that you just worked on in a really wonderful way. It's like it doesn't exist for a few seconds. This lack of sensation reminds me of when I was young. (laughs) When I was a little girl, I don't ever remember feeling my limbs. And I wonder if that's because I didn't feel the pain, burden, restriction, heaviness or sluggishness that I feel in my limbs now. Like I could really feel my legs or my arms, my whole body used to feel so heavy. I didn't even know how bad it was until I began releasing my fascia. And then I suddenly had a reference point that I'd lost a very long time ago for what's possible, for how free, open, light and spacious that I can feel in my body, that you can feel in your body. (laughs) And when you do release fascia, it may subsequently highlight other areas of need when the restriction, pain, heaviness, whatever you felt before is suddenly freed, the next part of your body that wants your attention will grab it. (laughs) I found that my most painful areas were always speaking the loudest, always overriding. It was the chronic pain sites. And when I began releasing fascia to the cause sites and the chronic pain seemed to dissipate, other areas of my body grabbed my attention pretty quickly. And I'm like, huh, I have chronic pain in my neck. (laughs) Never realized that. It always seems to be hurting or in my back. It was just, I couldn't focus any attention there because I had so much other pain going on. So I imagine my body was always expressing these symptoms, but I didn't notice them. I couldn't. I was way too engaged elsewhere. Now, what I'm preparing you for is that you may feel like you're chasing your pain and immobility around your body, like it's some sort of game. You release one, another area hurts, you release another. And I found that this happened at the initial stages. But I just want you to know that you're not failing, your pain's not necessarily moving, although I guess in some cases it could, but generally it's going to be the feeling of your fascia being freed up bit by bit and then other parts of you getting your attention. You may also feel some referral sensations when releasing fascia. This could be showing you how that specific area is affecting and restricting another area of your body. For example, I can feel tingles and referral pain in my thoracic area when I'm working on my diaphragm, and I can feel tingles and sometimes even itchiness in my ankles and feet when I'm working on the fascia around my calves. Now, if the referral pain is really sharp and intense, you may be on a nerve and you might want to just move off it. But generally, if you're just feeling some pain somewhere else or tingles, it's probably a really good sign that you're targeting adhesed fascia that's releasing those areas. In fact, it's a wonderful sign. (laughs) It's really something to look forward to and celebrate. With the fascia, you are working with the intelligence of the body instead of pushing it to perform. Your relationship with your body truly comes to light when you work with your fascia. 
out of all the people I've supported, the number one response usually within the first five minutes is the realization of the force and the will that they have exerted over their body their entire life to perform and the pain and trouble it has caused them to never consult and often ignore their body's needs. This realization can be very confronting and I have seen many beautiful streams of tears roll down cheeks at this realization. And again, it's just another beautiful thing that's releasing from your body. It's the moment where you realize, what have I done to you? What have I not done? How I've neglected you? How I've ignored you? And this is a really beautiful moment of acknowledgement. So if you're there and you have a tendency to get angry, beat yourself up, please don't do so. (laughs) Please remember that you are doing the kindest thing you can in that moment. You are finally acknowledging how you have ignored your body's needs, how you've exerted your will over your body all of those years. And your body is truly celebrating at the realization. So yay for you. (laughs) It's really, really beautiful. And if you notice that the hard work or the no pain, no gain aspect of you is playing out during the fascia release, ease up instead of pushing yourself further, take some long, deep inhalations and even longer exhalations and see what it's like to just give your body exactly what it needs rather than exerting your will over it to perform stronger, harder, faster, whatever it may be. This isn't the gym. This isn't functional training. This is a whole different experience of working with the body. And as such, it shouldn't feel cruel or harsh. While sometimes, many times, it will feel painful and uncomfortable, it should really also feel right so right and so natural. You can just feel, hey, this is really good for me. There's something in this underneath all of that pain, something that's driving you to keep going. And if this type of fascia work is truly way too intense for you to begin with, please stay tuned for a future episode in this season where I'll introduce a profound fascia release technique using compression and breath that can really help you shift the state of your fascia then perhaps you can always come back to this work when you feel that you can. And I'm saying that based on the many people that I've introduced this work to, and so many have taken it up and loved it, and some have not really been in a state where they can even get on the ground or they can't really get into the positions or it's just way too intense for them to sit through it by themselves. That's when it's really good to work with other people, work with a partner, Or in this case, try a different method that's going to help you relax into the fascia and move past those first initial stages, create a bit more mobility in the body so you can then get into the positions that these techniques require. And be prepared that your chronic pain may not go away. Mine certainly did around the same time I applied this work alongside foundational health and diet and lifestyle habits, which I've mentioned in previous episodes. But this isn't the case for everyone. Chronic pain is a real mystery. I was talking to a friend recently with chronic knee pain and out of seemingly nowhere, I asked, if you had an accident, passed out and came to with amnesia, having no idea of who you are or your history up until the point of waking, do you feel that you would have knee pain? 
She answered no (laughs) so quickly that I knew her body jumped in and answered way before her mind did. Now, it's not about whether she really would have knee pain or not. That's not the point. It's about the question and noticing what feels true when you answer that question. If you are no longer the result of your conditioning and programming, if you've forgotten all of that, are you still in pain? And do you have a chronic pain issue because you continue to believe that you do? So yeah, there's that element at play. And if you heard my last episode, (laughs) you will know all about how angry I used to get when someone would say that my chronic pain issue was psychological. It felt like a real dismissive modern medicine type of thing to say, (laughs) but actually there was a lot of truth in that. So I do want to bring that element in just to make you aware that I'm not sharing this technique with you to say, Hey, I resolved my chronic pain. Now you can go use this technique. There is no formula that suits all. And as I said, being such a mystery, it is a very multi-layered approach. So this technique happened to address a major area for me, a huge layer because my fascia was tight, adhesed, dehydrated. I had issues with producing energy and the mitochondria in my cells. I had long-term history of chronic illness. It was just, yeah, I was a mess. So (laughs) Hydrating my fascia and unbinding myself was such a freeing experience that helped me through my chronic pain and other issues. And of course, it's helped many of my friends in many different ways, but some of them, it hasn't resolved some of their chronic pain issues and they have found that other methods have. And speaking of that, this particular friend did find another method and her chronic knee pain finally went away. (laughs) Was it because of the other method? All the other work she'd done with this technique I'm sharing with you today, was it from some trauma that she's released recently, just something that she's moved through emotionally? Who knows? I'm going to say probably all of the above. Again, it's (laughs) multi-layered and requires a multi-layered approach. So go where you are self-guided. Your body knows what it wants, what approach it desires. When it discovers something and wants more of it, give it to it. If it guides you away in a different direction, listen. But certainly notice if you are avoiding your pain, overriding what your body wants, and pandering to your ego instead. Because even when facing your pain and it hurts, you can detect when your body knows it's still good for you. And I encourage you to explore that sensation if it's something that you're unaware of in your own system. Okay, so I may have spoken longer than I'd hoped. (laughs) I thought I was going for a record of the shortest episode, but we're here, we're at the end. I have shared one very powerful pathway that can potentially move you beyond your chronic pain and your trauma, and you can do it all yourself. Things that I love to share are self-empowering techniques that you can do yourself. But I do appreciate that we need additional support from time to time. I know that I've shared lots with my friends, my loved ones, and some clients. And if you need additional support, especially with getting started, or if you notice that you're bumping up against your own self-sabotage patterns or any sort of barrier, you're welcome to contact me at grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom, where I can provide you with more information on how I can help you. That's it for now, but I'm not done with the fascia. The final episodes of this season will weave more into the fascia. 
although it's not the prime focus, but so much more light will be shined on this amazing system of the body. And I'm very excited to share this with you. I will meet you there. Wow. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you making the space in your life to tune into this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I trust you enjoyed it so much that you're about to share it with a loved one who may welcome this wisdom being sent their way. So you're aware, I'm not on social media at the time of this release. So if you wish to say hello, ask a question, or browse my current offers, go to grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. And the best way to stay in touch is to subscribe on my website where you can receive my seasonal email musings and a heads up when new episodes are released. If you have received greatly from Streaming Wisdom and feel an urge to give back, here are my most cherished ways of receiving your appreciation. One is to share an episode on social media or with a loved one. Another is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and reviews are very welcomed. You can also make a financial contribution via the podcast page. Again, that's grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. However you contribute, know that it fills my heart and fuels more episodes of streaming wisdom. Thank you again, wise one. See you next time.